Hello, and welcome to the Power of Technology podcast series by Dell Technologies. I'm Ryan Bergal from the cloud marketing team, and I'm joined here today by my colleague, Nick Brackney, who's also part of the cloud marketing team here at Dell Technologies. Last time we spoke, we discussed the interest on AI, particularly ChatGPT, um, which is getting a lot of attention. Uh, today, we'll take a look at some of the challenges and potential pitfalls uh, for the use of this technology in business. Uh, good to speak with you again, Nick. It's always great to chat. Yeah, no, great. Uh, and this is obviously a topic everyone's really excited about, so it's, it's fun to always talk about it and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, so I guess just jumping straight in, um, when we discuss challenges to businesses that utilize um, ChatGPT or AI as a service in general, um, what are some of those challenges that they might experience? All right, when it comes to the challenges, I think the first thing is to understand how these, these tools typically work. Uh, when you're doing AI as a service, uh, oftentimes uh, there is an option to opt in or opt out. Uh, most of the times it's opt out of sharing your data and sharing uh, the learnings that the machine gets from running the data through it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, that that is one thing to be aware of when you're making this decision. Uh, the three areas I tend to think of that there's some issues or challenges that people have to be aware of and they have to, you know, make sure they don't end up on the wrong side of is first, uh, you know, how this generative AI works is it's pulling data from all these different sources across the internet. Uh, some of those data sources might be copyrighted or they might have a patent associated with um, them or other IP protection mechanisms. And so, uh, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but this could potentially introduce uh, and expose you to some risk uh, from an intellectual property standpoint. The second area, again, let's talk about intellectual property, but instead of this time you infringing on somebody else's, what about your own data? What about your own intellectual property? So if I use the tool, it generates code or it, it creates an answer based off of my data or my inputs, who owns that innovation? Is it me or is it, you know, open AI, the, the, the makers of chat GPT uh, or, you know, whoever the AI as a service company is? Uh, can that same code be repurposed uh, and reused by other companies using the service? Those are things that I, I have to be mindful of. And then the last area that I think of is, is the, is, is there anything novel in the questions I ask it itself? So, this comes down to uh, when I leverage AI, is it creating new intellectual property? And if so, uh, does that take away from uh, myself either personally or from my company uh, based on you know what, what the machine develops? So I'd like to spend some time just kind of tucking into um, to each of these. Um, I think the, the, the best place to start is to run through it uh, with just a little bit of a double click. Um, so you mentioned utilizing um, other people's works and potentially inadvertently running into intellectual property issues. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, again, I always have to joke I'm not a lawyer. I did take an intellectual property uh, course, but uh, uh, you know, in order to provide legal advice, you do have to practice law. So do not take this as legal advice, but this is uh, just my understanding of the situation and, and some of the interesting areas that you can get into. 
so one of the things about this is, you know, you're crawling the internet, there's a lot of data and there's a lot of different things. So uh, let's take something like a, a meme, right? Internet memes are everywhere. And oftentimes internet memes are uh, taken from other works, right? They're from a movie, might be a song, um, you know, there, there's some place where it entered the, the, the lexicon or the understanding of, 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 you know, society, and then it propagated. And then we, we continue to see iterations of it. And that's how a meme gets going. Uh, the interesting thing is you can use a lot of the times uh, some of these pieces of work in, in a non-commercial venture, and uh, you, you can get away with it, right? The, the challenge is, is, is if we're talking about a company here, um, you know, if I use a, an office meme or I, I do something where I, I use a song, I mean, we hear it all the time with uh, politicians using a song and then getting told that, that, that they're infringing, right? Uh, it, that can be really challenging. That could be a real concern. And, and, and sometimes uh, the, the way in which these things go, it can be very damaging uh, uh, when when there's a litigation effort. So I think that when you're going through this, when you're looking at this, the thing to be really concerned with uh, as you're going through it is, is can I accidentally step into a copyright issue where, you know, uh, the generative AI is copied and pasted as uh, a large amount of a, of uh, a, a copyrighted work. And now all of a sudden my answer is going to be derivative. Or, you know, is there a patent that covers that area and maybe, you know, the solution it came up with for something I can't do because uh, somebody has a, a legal protection over. So th these are all areas that people have to be very concerned about um, and skeptical of when uh, when they're using a tool like this. So when we take a look at the other side of that coin, um, as a as you know, potentially an organization or company that uh, that owns IP, um, you mentioned that there's the potential for my own IP to be utilized elsewhere. Um, can you kind of walk through that? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where uh, you know you've seen it for companies like Walmart in the past that that really wanted to embrace going digital. Uh, they were very concerned about AI. And about using AI in their business and about the data that they have and, and, and protecting that. Because, you know, at the end of the day, um, Walmart is a huge company that, that uh, you know, their data has to be incredibly valuable uh, when it comes to, uh, you, you know, a large chain store and the logistics and all, all manners of aspects of their business. And so if I'm a large organization or I'm an organization that has very um, particular types of data, um, if I run it through the machine, what happens then? You know, if, if, if I put the data in there, uh, you know, do I now have an IP issue? Have I exposed a trade secret? Um, these, these are all things where we, we see it uh, all the time that we, we, we see uh, vulnerabilities or, or, you know, leaks or, or uh, data exfiltration, all kinds of things. Uh, but now here, what about if, if the, the point is self-inflicted where uh, I, I didn't have a really good understanding of how the AI as a service I'm using works, and I didn't know that there was a potential for uh, a, a legal issue on my side, um, th that can be really interesting. So it's, it's one of those things where 
you know, we, we saw it with cloud with shadow IT, where, um, you know, people didn't have a good comprehension of how the service worked. They uh, move fast and broke stuff. And then ultimately, sometimes there was a lot of pain for companies. So I, I think here it's, it's another one of those things where, you know, technology is really impressive. It's very exciting. Um, in your own personal life, playing around with chat GPT can be really fun. But as a business, you have to, you know, be really mindful of, of what the technology is, how it works, and, uh, you know, what level of risk exposure am I comfortable with when I use a tool like this? So we've covered a lot of ground regarding um, existing IP, whether it be um, IP that my company owns or IP that might be owned by someone else. Um, but you mentioned a third point, um, which has more to do with individual users and what they're actually exposing to these type of systems. Uh, can we double click on what exactly you mean by that? Yeah, so I, I think that how you use the application itself uh, or, or the, the AI chatbot, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, really will have an interesting impact on IP and as well, right? So when you think about processes, right, how do you get something done? And sometimes processes are, are, are uh, you know, everything. Sometimes that's what it, where the differentiation lies. In, in the way that I'm able to, to tackle a problem and, and move things from point A to point B, that might be what, what my uh, differentiator is or my core competency. So, you know, I, I, I wanna make my life simpler. I want to reduce my overhead and, and I, I wanna, you know, uh, leverage AI to reduce and automate parts of uh, my, my role or my experience. Uh, is there a novel idea hiding in that, in that area? You know, is there something that when the the, the AI leverages it, uh, does my idea or my ability to execute against that idea become less novel? Is it more exposed? Uh, I think a, a very interesting story about this that comes from uh, a, a very different world. Uh, there were actually two different actors uh, who had different responses to AI. Uh, one of them was Jet Li. And so uh, people may not know this, but Jet Li was up for a role in the Matrix uh, years and years ago. Um, and as he was reading the contract, he, he, he learned that part of what they were looking to do was to capture digitally his, uh, you know, his, his Kung Fu, his style uh, of martial arts. And what they wanted to do is be able to, to replicate that. And, you know, Jet Li knows that this is a big reason. This is a big part of why I get cast in roles. And so he was very hesitant and he ended up passing on the matrix because he was concerned about what could happen uh, if he lose control of his intellectual property, in this case, all of his movements and his, how he moves. Um, and, and then, um, you know, there, on the, the other side of things, there is uh, uh, the voice actor behind Darth Vader um, who, you know, he's, uh, James Earl Jones, he's, he's lived, a, had a great career. He's, you know, uh, an older gentleman and, uh, he was able to negotiate the rights, uh, for a fee, I'd assume, uh, for his digital, uh, likeness, his voice to be used in the future, uh, for, for various Star Wars, uh, films and or projects. 
So I think this is really interesting when you see it, depending on how you view uh, the activity that you're doing, the work that's happening, um, there could be real risk and real exposure uh, by leveraging AI for that area if it's a core competency. And that could be a person or it could be a company. Uh, but this is where you really want to think about it and say, you know, what are the terms of the service? Uh, what is my response going to be? What do I think is important uh, in what I do for my my day to day and, and, and what my company does? And from there, you can make an informed decision on whether it makes sense to leverage AI for it or not. Well, you've certainly given us a lot to think about regarding AI and and how we can embrace it and some of the pitfalls that uh, that companies might face. Uh, thanks so much for joining, Nick. I always appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, don't want to be the guy pouring uh, ice cold water on everything. This is still very exciting stuff. It's just, you know, you know, it's one of those things where you always need to ask yourself when a new technology comes along, does it make sense for my business? How does it align with my business uh, value proposition? Uh, how can it help me uh, better serve my customers or my employees? And at the same time, you also have to be mindful of if there's any risk exposure with it as well. Thank you for listening to the Power of Technology podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, or leave us a review. If you're interested in data protection, cyber resiliency, or cyber recovery, check out our sister podcast, Power to Protect. That's power, the number two, and protect. I'm Ryan Bergau, and thanks for listening. Have a fabulous day.